welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey. We won't see Garrett these next couple episodes because, uh, well, like we said last week, we're recording these early. By the time you're listening to this, Matt and I both will be sitting next to each other, hand in hand, no shirts, no shoes, Ooh. no no socks. No service. Just, well, I, maybe. I mean, <laughs> are you just really just negotiating that out of the contract already? Like, no service? I, I mean, I guess we can leave that up to the time and, and how All many right. drinks we've had. Mar- Margaritaville, here we come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cell phone service? Ooh. Uh, we'll be on the beach. When you're listening to this for the first time, we will be on the beach together. Uh, hopefully drinking margaritas. Hopefully. Fresh guacamole? Guac, definitely guacamole. That's how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's how we're doing it. So uh, we're recording this episode, next week's free episode, and both Nerd Herd episodes in a row. So for, even though you're going to be listening to this in like two weeks apart, for us, we're about to do a podcast marathon. Marathon. So, so at the end of that last episode, if we sound a little loopy, it's because we're a little loopy. Oh, don't worry. I have a huge cup of coffee here. I'm going to be wired. I also coffeed up before I oh, came Oh, yeah. We're ready to go then. My nips are so hard. Whoa. Yeah, I can't I guess wait. I didn't have that much coffee. So in the next four episodes, actually the next eight episodes, we're going to be doing our annual team breakdowns, yeah. division by division, each team, how do we see it from a dynasty perspective, who do we like, who we don't like, who is opportunity, who doesn't have an opportunity. Um, we're going to start off with the AFC East, and then on the Nerd Herd episode, it's going to be the NFC East. So if you like what you heard about the AFC East and your favorite teams in the NFC East, well, sign up for the Nerd Herd. Get on there. Get on it. Dude, we have the new, if you check it out today, we have the new buy-sell uh, tool has been updated. It's awesome. It is sweet. It is really cool. It's super clean. You can now sort players. Who's the most biggest buy? Who's the biggest sell? Who's the biggest hold? You can sort it by each one. It's freaking awesome. I think it's awesome. It looks sweet. I mean, you know, hopefully that we get the last little finishing touch done on it and it is, in, in fact, released on time and all that good stuff. You are very overly optimistic about these things. I like to take. A, I was told a well, more measured. Matt, we're approach. going on vacation two weeks. I, I was told it's going to be released on Tuesday. This I, podcast is going to release on Tuesday. I'm losing my crystal balls to foresee this. I'm acting like it's already out. Like it's already. We already knew this would happen. Now I you're know, just poo poo plattering all over my news. Well, I just wanted to let people know that there's a chance that there is a glitch. Okay, well, if it's not now Tuesday, it'll be out Wednesday. Yep. Well, actually, this podcast comes out on Wednesday. It sure does, actually. Yeah, it's see? fine. We're fine. It's up and at them. Disregard everything. You know what else I is said. probably out this week too? Our new mock draft tool. Nice. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go ahead and pretend this is out already too. <laughs> so the new mock draft tool is awesome. So it's free for anybody to use. Nerd herd members, non herd members, uh, it's free to use. We built the most accurate mock draft tool for Dynasty in the business. Our mock draft tool is not like any else's mock draft tool. This is actually designed to draft a complete Dynasty team. That's it. Yep. It won't just draft 18 quarterbacks. It's going to draft a team. So if you're in there by yourself and there's, you know, because you got no friends uh, or, you know, you, you're just, you, you smell. You smell funny. You smell funny and you're isolated and you're just drafting against the computers and you're like trying to get that Terminator feel, you know. 
it's going to it's going to be very competitive still. You know, when you make your pick, it's not going to be easy. Like, oh, like drafting against you know, you got to draft. You right, it's not it's not going to it's not going to draft your your fourth running back before it drafts you know another quarterback. Like, I don't want to poo poo on a really big popular. Uh, I want no names, please. Uh, mock draft tool, but when you do it, like it's not, I'm like, dude, this guy wouldn't be available here. This like, is silly talk, right? You want to get the most accurate feel of it, like a real draft, and that's what we're, we're trying to bring. Yeah, so it's on DynastyNerds.com. Check it out. Have fun with it. Play with it. Play with it like it's yourself. You know, Just get in there and diddle away. Um, diddle it was, away solo. Diddle away with a group. Whatever you want. However hey, you want to do it. Hey, get an octopus involved. You know, Seven more people. Here we come. Yep. Uh, it's a fun party. Great Absolutely. party. But now here's – so what's the benefit of the mock draft tool for the nerd herd members? Oh. Ooh. Is there a special – little it is thing for the nerd herd members but here, oh i even mentioned with the mock draft tool tool it's ppr i super flex tight end premium like whatever we rank you can mock draft mm-hmm. and coming soon on our next update you'll be able to do rookie drafts and debbie drafts wow which will be linear that was our error they you can't we technically you could draft them now but it wouldn't be linear and that defeats the whole purpose yes it does so what do you get for the nerd herd for that one cup of coffee a month i'm drinking this coffee thanks guys i appreciate it you paid for this that, that- that cup actually says coffee on it, so I, I know that that is I, coffee. If this, when we start doing video and yep. live streams, like yep. this is just be like, wow, he is drinking coffee. He's it says right drink. there. It's, it says it. I can read, uh, and Matt can read too. Apparently, <laughs> uh, for the three bucks uh, a month, you get ADP. Now, this is only exclusive for Nerd Herd members. ADP. ADP is very helpful. Now, what's the difference between our ADP and everybody else's ADP? Well, our ADP is. Live. Live to the second. Right? To the second. So some of these sites will give you ADP where, say for June, for example, they'll hold their mock drafts in June for the first two days. That's the ADP for the month. Well, you know, come June 28th and Dawson Knox news is breaking or, you know, Chris Herndon's out there catching one-handed catches. You're like, oh, his, his ADPs rise up, but it's not accurate. Every time a mock draft finishes on DynastyNerds.com, the ADP adjusts on our site. So you will have the most accurate ADP in the business. Boom. Just drop, for, just drop the mic. Let's turn them off. Let's dude, go. all for the price of a cup of coffee. That's, and that, that's, that includes all the Rankins, all the, uh, the buy-sell tool, the historical data that you get on our site, too, and the bonus podcast. Don't don't short-sell that podcast. No, it's the number one thing we yep, sell. Exactly. I mean, really, all you... Yep. I, th- I personally think the extra podcast is worth the three bucks a month by itself. As do right? I. I mean... Do we not drop the, the greatest knowledge of all time when it comes to Dynasty? You drop a couple of things on that as well. A couple oh. of extra things that aren't on no, the free pod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lately on, the, on these uh, nerder <laughs> pods, I've been, I've been saying the F word. He has you know, been. A little, goose, little goosey on there. A little loosey-goosey? Yes. I'm like Dr. Seuss and shit. Whoa. All right. Well, let's get into our AFC East breakdown. But before we do that, let's tell you a little something about our sponsor, Dynasty Owner. Dot com. You know, we've been talking about Dynasty Owner because they're pretty sweet. It's a yep. new way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's the most accurate way to actually be like, you know, an NFL owner because it's designed on NFL salaries. That's what it's designed for. And we talked about the beta group last week, but guess what, guys? If you didn't sign up for the beta uh, for Dynasty Owner, you missed out on a free entry for life. It's completely full. That's it. This thing killed it, and people loved it. The idea is great, but there is still good news. You can still get a lifetime discount by signing up now for this season and helping with their beta. So if you go to DynastyOwner.com, there's a link to the Indiegogo campaign. If you don't know what that is, it's a crowdfunding site for new ideas. It's a great way to financially support an idea while also getting around some cool stuff. 
giving away some cool stuff. And boy, dude, they've got some great little gifts there. Some for really donating. cool stuff. The they have five levels of support: ninety nine dollars, two hundred fifty dollars, five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, and five thousand dollars. But let's hold on, because you know, I know when you hear those numbers, you're like, what, what, what? dude, how many handies am I getting out of this? Right? I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, is there going to be some happy endings there? We'll get to those. Um, for $99, you get a free team for five years. That's a $500 value. That's pretty so, good. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty nice little yeah. generous thing. Buy one, get four free. I mean, dude, how many, of, how many of our wives would go out and just buy that? It doesn't even matter what it says. It just says buy one, get four free. They're not even looking at it. They're just grabbing five of them. Like, oh, I'm out the door. Um, so that's sweet. Each of the next four levels gives you a team for life for free, which alone is worth $99 a year for free. So if you buy at the $250 level, you get a Dynasty Owner hat and a t-shirt, and then you get the lifetime supply of entries. At the, 500, the, the five entries? No, it's, no. Is it a whole lifetime? Uh, it's worth for free? Um, oh, for five years. I'm right, sorry. Right, right. Okay, I'm sorry. For free. Um, but at $250 level, you also get a Dynasty Owner hat and t-shirt. So at $500, you get a team for life. No, for life, Matt. For life. For, at the 500 level. Nice. Yes. Now, but if you die in five years, well, you're dead. Who cares, right? Sucks to be you. Uh, <laughs> a hat, a T-shirt, a Dynasty Noter etch Yeti, a Yeti, a real Yeti, too. It's not one of those Crayola crayon Yetis on top of it. It's a real Yeti, not some fake knockoff. At $1,000, it gets so much cooler. A free team for life, a hat, a T-shirt, a Yeti, and two tickets to any Monday night football game in the 2019 or 2020 season. Yeah. Obviously, there are restrictions on the seats, but go check out the site. That's pretty sweet. So you're probably wondering, okay, what about the $5,000? Guys, make your wife or girlfriend or husband happy. You know, when they roll their eyes because you play fancy sports. But for $5,000, you get a team for life, a hat, a t-shirt, two tickets to any Monday night football game, and one week at Casa de Sofia in Mexico. This is a private villa that the founders of Dynasty Owner own and rent out. It's on the water, and it comes with a staff to do everything for you. Food, whatever you want in food you want, you tell them. They cook it. The drinks, you don't lift a finger. They take care of everything. They have it fits eight people or four couples. So bring your friends. The house alone rents about eight to $12,000 a week. So you're getting that free with the $5,000 purchase, two Monday Night Football t- t- uh, tickets and all that stuff. So check out the Indiegogo campaign for all the rules and regulations. But this is legit. Check out the house at LuxuryZLO.com, and you'll see how incredible it is. Go to DynastyOwner.com and click the link for Indiegogo campaign. Also, check out the Dynasty Owner podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. So let's get into this, Matt. A little bit of a little bit of a AFC East breakdown, nice. shall we? Let's do let's it. Let's start off with the Miami Dolphins. Now, just look at the Miami Dolphins depth chart. We don't. I mean, is it safe to say we don't know for sure who the uh, starting quarterback is going to be? Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh Rosen. Do we know that yet? No, absolutely not. I mean, in the early reports obviously are that that Ryan Fitzpatrick is outperforming Josh Rosen, which you know isn't at all surprising to me. I mean, Josh Rosen is obviously he's been in the league for a very short time, and he's already gone through a bunch of different offenses here. I mean, he had to he had to learn the initial offense last year, right? And then they switched offenses kind of in the middle of the year. He got a new offensive coordinator, and 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 then. After the season, that whole that whole coaching staff gets wiped out, and he starts he starts learning the new offense in Arizona early on in the in the off season, and now now he's in Miami, 
in a brand new, completely different offense, and his head's got to be spinning a little bit, right? It's got to be a little bit. Smart dude, though. Come on. He's a very smart dude. He's a very smart dude. But but then on the flip side, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, this guy who's been in the league for a million years, has been a backup quarterback, a starting quarterback, a backup. So he – Nothing. Nothing is going to shake that guy. Great beard. You, you know what I'm saying? He's 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 seen a bunch of different offenses in the league, and he's very seasoned. So it doesn't surprise me that he's picking up things a little bit quicker than than the second year guy who's kind of who's whose head spinning at this point. Yeah. So we're looking at the quarterbacks. We see those as Fitzpatrick, Rosen's the future there. And wide receiver, they they drafted Preston Williams, who's sh- shown a little bit already in these mini camps. He was, who a, I he like. was an undrafted undrafted he, free yep. agent. I apologize. And then we had Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Bryce Butler, uh, Hakeem Grant there. The only one that I'm even interested from a dynasty standpoint is Devontae Parker. Right now he looks fantastic, all the reports, but he's looked fantastic the last couple mini camps. But maybe this is finally the year. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick suits his game perfectly. Kenny Stills, I mean, come on. Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills is is who he is. I mean, I think he's, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, he's nothing better than a wide receiver four or five. You know, dude, I mean? he's not even better than that, man. He's he's freaking terrible. Okay, people have been people have been tweeting about Kenny Stills for a while now. I've been, I've been poo pooing forever on Kenny Stills. I've, ne- I've never liked his game. Yeah, yeah. I treat him like a porta potty. I mean, Stills was drafted in 2013. The best finish he's ever had in PPR leagues ever was in 2017 when he finished as wide receiver 28. Now, the second closest he got was in 2014 when he finished as wide receiver 38. Close to a wide receiver three, but just not quite there. So wide receiver 28 and wide receiver 38 are his best finishes in PPR leagues. Does that excite you? Like how? I mean, talking about not what have you done for me lately? What have you ever done for me? What have you ever done for me? Right. Besides break my heart. No, and the thing is, even when he, even when he was performing well, he was still a, a very up and down type of guy that you couldn't rely on week to week. So, put on top of the fact that he's he's not altogether great when you look at his full season, he's not great week to week either. So. No, dude, these up and down players are not they're not fun, dude. Up and down's good for like pogo sticks, roller coasters, sex life, things along those lines. But that's it, like. When it comes to dynasty points or fantasy points, you don't want that. You want consistency. Straight across. Yeah. Missionary. I mean. Uh. Missionary. Yeah. Slay there. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, no, I'm going to go. This is the free show. We can't go there. <laughs> I'm going to use that line on the next one. It's really disgusting. Uh, but it's funny in my eyes. All right. But that's how my brain works. So um, you said the only guy that you really want a part of is Devontae no, Parker. No, Preston Williams, too. Oh, okay, that's what I was going to say. I'm drafting him everywhere yeah. in the fifth round. We talked about this uh, last week because we broke down our rookie draft. Sure. Um, last week, you weren't here. I wasn't here, but I was the person who drafted Preston Williams in the fifth round, and I felt pretty good about it. You did? You drafted him? Mm-hmm. I drafted him. No, you didn't. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I drafted him, at. Oh, wait. You you jumped me. Never mind. I did. Why did I? And you took Drew Sample. Yeah, you're right. And I was like, oh, it's debating between the two. And I was happy about that as well. I know this because I draft. I've drafted like Preston Williams in the fifth round of every league I'm in. It was another. It was another league that I was in that I drafted uh, Preston Williams. See, my look, you like see, yep. Jack and my styles always, guys. I, I like it that much. Uh, no, I'm intrigued by Preston. You know, a big receiver, a fast receiver. Uh, he's intriguing there in that offense. I like him the time to grow because again. I think finally Miami's going to realize, hey, Kenny Stills, we could do better than this. I mean, he was, you know, the GM's like, dude, he was wide receiver 38 in 2014. So come on. <laughs> I mean, I got a fantasy team here to uh, be successful too, right? You know why I thought I drafted him? 
because I, I knew for sure I was going to get him because I knew the person that was drafting right ahead of me was had no clue about him. Uh-huh. And then you traded into that spot yes. right directly ahead of me. For draft, Preston Williams. Yeah, for Preston Williams. I was like, I'm making moves, babes. So, I'm making moves. So I had I had already thought that I had drafted him. That's how committed I was to, 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 to the uh-huh. thought that I was going to draft yeah. him. Yeah, and I came out and I swiped a leg. You did. Man. I swiped a leg. Yeah. So the receiving core here, I mean, so let's just talk about Devontae Parker for a minute. Right, they pick up his fifth year option. He's there. This is it for Parker, which was a surprise, I think, to a lot of people that they picked up his fifth fifth year option. I mean, this is the hill I'm dying on, right? Like, I, I clearly, I have not given up on Devontae. I Hall. gave up on him about two years ago. I know you did. You <laughs> traded to me, I did. Uh, and I traded for him because I'm still like, okay, uh-huh. it's gonna come together. It's gonna come together. And the situation hasn't been great there for him. You know, no. this quarterback situation, Tano getting hurt, Josh Rosen helps. I think Fitzpatrick helps. I think I, th- I think any other quarterback than Tannehill helps. You know what I mean? Like Tannehill, his strength strength if he has one is the short to intermediate type of stuff. Okay. And I think Devontae Parker is a little bit more of a downfield type of threat. He's definitely a. a you know, that's what we loved about him. The way right. his ability to go up and get the football, his right. wingspan, his jumping ability. That, that's what we liked about him. And when I've seen, because I've you know, if I see anything news about Devontae Parker, I watch the highlights. So I was watching his Miami you know mini camp highlights, and I'm. I was excited. Okay. Yeah. It, I, I mean, did not see I didn't those. break out duct tape or anything, sure. but like I was like, oh, this is, I'm tingly. You know, <laughs> this is great. You didn't have to tape it back though. No, no, sure did not. Just right. got excited though. So I am in on Devontae Parker. And he's so cheap. He's so cheap. He's so young. Still, the price tag is absolutely worth the gamble. I mean, if you can't get, I mean, if you get Devontae Parker for a late second round pick in 2019, why wouldn't you want to gamble on that? Right? Shake the dice. Shake him. Roll Shake him up. up. So, I mean, to me personally, I'm kind of over him. So you're all out of Miami's receiving core. It's just, here's the deal. I mean, none of the guys are special. I like Preston Williams as a long-term uh, type of project guy. And yeah, I he's think undrafted I, free agent. He's I, long-term. Right. I think, I think he's got a lot of upside. But none of these guys excite me, to be honest. I mean, yes, Devontae Parker still holds a, a slight little sliver of value in my eyes. Do we know anything that's going to be? I mean, do we know what this offense is going to look like? Do we know what they're going to try to feature? It, the, the run game, passing gonna, the running back. That's what I. Th- that's what I. That's what you have to assume. And like tight the, ends, the tight ends, like Yeah, the tight ends down the seams and stuff like that. Like, I mean, you, you got to be thinking that these are the guys that came from New England, and they're going to be very versatile. They're going to be, but they're going to want to run the ball. I think, and and I think if you look at their personnel. That's what they're set up to do. Do you know what I mean? They they have a couple of good running backs. We haven't gotten to them yet, but I think I like the running backs better than I like the wide receiver group. Oh, I like everything. Oh, yeah, we're about to move on here to everything else about that. And I do – so talking about Mike Kosicki, right? I mean, the dude added 13 pounds of muscle. He went from 240 to 253 to help get off the line a, bit, a little bit better. He was an amazing, amazing athlete coming out with a great spark score, destroyed the combine, has a great catch radius. Uh, he can make the difficult catch. I'm ready, I'm looking for him to take like that Evan Ingram kind of step up. I mean, that's what Brian Flores wants to do, right? That Patriots offense, offensive coordinator, Chad O'Shea. Uh, same thing. He was a wide receivers coach at in for New England. Now he comes here. He they're going to use that tight end sets and those pass catcher running back. I mean, Dolphins last year were the thirty first ranked defense or offense, and New England believes in a strong run game with a slot wide receiver and tight ends. Yep. Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, interestingly enough, I, I was like listening to another a radio show on NFL Network, and they were talking about 
teams and and basically personnel groups and and how the NFL is shifting to a lot of three wide receiver sets over 50 percent of, of the NFL in general is running three wide receiver sets like the, the percentage of plays is over 50 percent in, in three wide across the league but there are certain teams like you had mentioned New England who who are still the probably the, on the lower end of that and then they have a very high percentage of two tight end sets like you so, were just saying so, so he, New England a team like Philadelphia exactly Philadelphia mm-hmm. so and San Francisco also ran a, a whole bunch of two tight end sets which I mean I, I think it just speaks to kind of um relevance as far as position groups and, and you would think that they're they're going to bring the similar sort of style there to to Miami they're going to want to run the ball they're going to have two tight ends on the field a lot which kind of almost almost makes the wide receiver group a, a little less valuable uh, in in my eyes from a fantasy perspective because they're just not going to have as many opportunities well you, I think you'd be looking at just like New England looking for the X and you're looking for the slot right absolutely. as as viable options I, and I, I that's why I love Gasicki we talked about him like a couple months ago mm-hmm. like go out and get this guy you know, everybody's, what have you done for me lately? And, I mean, Gasicki didn't do anything last year. No touchdowns, 22 catches, 202 yards, they used 32 him, targets. I mean, they used him so sparingly. He started getting a little bit of use towards the end of the season. He blocked early. Yeah, he definitely did. 20% he, of the time he, he was blocking. He basically went through block, blocking um, boot camp there early on in the year. But towards the end of the season, he started getting, you know, he started getting some targets. Nothing huge. He was getting like two, one, two, three, four catches per game. But... It was at least a, a nice sign of, of things to come. I think that, and, and, you know, and then unfortunately the whole the whole coaching staff gets wiped out, and and now we now it's kind of another wait and see type of thing. But but you have to think that that these people aren't gonna just throw a guy into the doghouse or or kind of disuse guys the way Adam Gase does. No, I, I I'm all in on Gasicki. I love these. I mean, just like we were talking about Kittle coming out, you know. I'm not. I'm not going to say Gasicki's like that, but he does. He is that talented, right? I mean, he's a big athlete, right? He's not. He's obviously not as physically imposing in in like the um, blocking game as Kittle was, but you know, you look at a guy like Kelsey. He's not like a, a phenomenal blocker, but he's really. I mean, he can get out there and and do it functionally, but he's he can move really well for a tight end. Some of our favorite tight ends are not really good at blocking, right? So that's that's kind of the gist of that. I like Gasicki. I think even even if he doesn't come out and like has a great year this year, I really enjoy him for twenty twenty. I think this is when Miami takes a big step up. They have a lot of uh, draft capital as well, where they build building this team. I think they have a, they're in a really good spot to build this team into something special a couple of years down the road. And I think Gasicki's gonna be a big part of that, definitely for what they want to do. I think he's a nice long term play. I'm not saying go trade for Gasicki and help him dominate this year, but I do think he takes a big step forward this year. I think he does too. I, th- it, I think he can get in that five, six hundred yard range pretty easily. You know, I mean and and the the way the tight end market is, that that's usable. Like you know what I mean? You oh can, yeah, you're talking about tight end eight right, right around there. Exactly. You know, and I think he I think he'll even be better in twenty twenty. I think he could definitely So I think the time better. to buy Gasicki is now and not like you won't be thinking this immediately. I think that's a twenty twenty thank you. And I would be all in on trying to get as many Gasicki shares as I can. And for for his price tag right now, Matt, in the dynasty market, it's not sending you back much. So even if it does flame out, it's not like you missed out. You know, like a twenty nineteen second is going to get you Gasicki. Right. I mean, can you can you say that for sure? Pretty much. I mean, he I th- went in the second of almost every draft sure. last year. So right. people are like, oh, I could recoup that for a guy that did nothing last year, no touchdowns and a fumble. Yeah. 
I think so. I, I think that, I think it would be close to. I mean, like I I have them. I, I would have a hard time giving up. You know, I mean, but well, you're smart, right? Exactly. I mean, it's different because we're like we're sitting here saying buying them, so of course we're not going to be selling them for that. But like you got, I mean, I'm saying I'm not saying people are dumb that, but people that aren't really like. They listen to Dynasty sure. or study Dynasty as much. I think it's going to be easy to get off from that. The, guy. the savvy owner is going to say no, but the, but the average Joe will probably ship them off. Can we just call, can we just start calling the uh, savvy owners the Rich Dotsons? And like, the, oh, the Rich Dotsons would get that done. And the average Joe, who who are you going to call? What are we? We'll call him Garrett's because he's not here. Okay, Garrett's not here to, yeah, def- so, to defend himself. Sorry, average Garrett. <laughs> uh, Ag, oh, be better if it's Og, that oblivious was... Garrett. Oh man. <laughs> Garrett. Kick a man, we can't kick back. Garrett, we love you. Come back. <laughs> so, uh, and last but not least, here let's talk about the tight ends here, Matt, or the running backs here. You know, you have Kellen Balage. I think people are really excited about Kellen Balage because some of the stuff he did last year. But I'll tell you who I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about Kenyon Drake. We talk about another guy who's really a, a viable asset here uh, that can help your team. That's not really expensive. Kenyon Drake, people are just thrown by the wayside and. I mentioned some of these in a previous show, but Kenyon Drake in PPR leagues was running back 14 last year. That's and, a high-end running back, too. And how many attempts did he get? Like, barely any. 120, Matt. <laughs> he had 120 attempts, 535 yards. He averaged 4.5 yards per carry. He had 53 receptions for 477 yards and five touchdowns. Matt, here's the, here's the weird part about this, right? He finishes running back 14. I just gave you those numbers. And those even those numbers, they don't blow you away right right a little over a thousand like literally barely over a thousand total yards from scrimmage he only had seven starts this guy is fresh there was he had six or less carries matt in eight games he had three or less receptions in eight games he was i mean adam gase did not miss just not a fan misused you would say that the coaches at tennessee coaching alvin kamara exactly didn't know what's going on all right, it's like trying to use a banana peel for a condom. It ain't gonna work. Wow, never heard that one before. Literally, is the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> uh, so for me, I think we just mentioned this team doesn't have any set receivers. Right, they're good. They have an older quarterback where they'll probably eventually transition to Josh Rosen at some point in the season. Coming from an offense that loves to run the football and throw the football to their catching running back, Kenyon Drake catches the ball extremely, extremely well. There's no set option here for the Miami Dolphins at you know skill positions right Kenyon Drake is their best skilled position player on the team Kenyon Drake can be bought for the product for the production he's going to get you if he just finishes what he did last year running back 14 his price tag is worth that price out the door it's worth the price of a mission just on that what other high-end running back twos can you go out there and buy for what Kenyon Drake's going to cost you um well what do you, what do you think Kenyon Drake's going to cost you I get, see, I don't know. That's, that's a tough market. I gave up going into last year a first for him. Right. So I gave my first this year, which ended up being like pick like nine in this year's draft. Uh, in the beginning of the year, I gave up for Kenyon Drake, which worked out for me because he was running back 14. But you wouldn't give up next year's 2000 and, and you know, 20 first round draft pick, No, right? I'm not just because well, here's the only reason why. Like he could get replaced by that guy, right? He's, he's easy to be replaced by that guy. The class is so deep. What's, what's going to happen to him? But if I think, I mean, Kenyon Drake could force their hand here, you know what I mean, into re-signing him. 
for the for a reasonable price if he, if he dominates, which I think. I think he's got the skill to. Yeah, and I don't want to throw the word dominate out like it's so lately. I don't think he's an elite running back, but when it comes to fantasy production, I think he's a very high-end running back. He's got elite speed. I mean, we've seen that on the field, and he catches passes nicely. Very so, well. So it's it's it, he is hard to nail down value-wise, for me even. If, so I feel, if I feel like I had a cream hunt and I was a legit contender, mm-hmm. like a legit contender, and I made I was putting some offers out there, and I could not get uh, a running back from some other teams. I was just trying to get a running back, and I just could not get it. If I had to give up a twenty twenty first, I mean, I'm looking at guys like Devontae Freeman, and I'm looking at guys like Kenyon Drake. Uh, to me, we always mention going for the ship. If I'm an investor, if I can invest in a twenty four year old running back who was running back fourteen last year, it's going to be a free agent which is not a bad thing because he's still, I mean, he can go somewhere, still sign as a starter somewhere potentially. I think he'll end up staying in Miami, and I like him in this offense. I mean, I don't think a late first, as much as I love the 2020 class, I think you can't just assume one at 12 you're going to get a stud and it's going to pan out. You know, you're you're going to have a good roll of the dice with that late 2021st for sure because the 2022nd is going to be pretty nice as well. Yep. But you're still talking, you're not getting the cream of the crop there. You're still getting the back end of that draft. I mean, let me put it this way. In the 2020 class, if you drafted at number 11 or 12 a running back that came in and was running back, let's say Drake going into 2020 is running back 13 to 16, and you got that at your rookie, you'd be dancing, right? I mean, yeah, you would, but you you also would, would expect a little bit higher upside, I think, in the following year, don't you think? Yeah, but who say, he's young enough. Why wouldn't you still expect that? At this point, then you're assuming that he resigns either in Miami or somewhere else, right? Um, then that's what I'd be assuming that he, you're right. still going to get that production. It's not that like he's old, and we're talking four years here potentially. Hashtag two to four year window on a guy like Kendrick. Drake. <laughs> so for me, I think it's a good investment. And then if you win the ship, it's all relevant. It's all irrelevant anyways, right? It's totally. Yeah. If he helps you win, say he finishes his running back this year, he. 11. Let's just throw that number out there. Right. Because he creeps into the the, the running back one. Because he starts more than yep. six, he gets six or more carries in more than eight games and three or more receptions in those games, too. And he's really utilized there. And he finishes right. running just, back 11. Let's just assume this coaching staff doesn't have their heads up their asses. Yeah. And he actually gets the ball. Yeah. Like, I think those 53 receptions, Matt, could easily be turned into about 75. Sure. For how well he catches the football. No, I, I totally agree with that. If he gets to that realm, he's going to finish between running back seven and 12. He's going to finish. He's going to finish there. That's where Kenyon Drake's going to finish. And nobody's talking about him at all, which I don't understand because he's a nice commodity. And I get it. It's a risk to go out there and give it 20, 21st. And I'm not saying just go out there and give it for him. But if you are a running back away, and that's like not a realistically, Matt, in your dynasty, like a running back away from a good running back, I think this is a good guy to target. I also think Devontae Freeman's a good guy to target as well. But if I'm giving him the 2021st and we're gambling here on upside, wouldn't you just gamble on a younger guy in Kenyon Drake over Devontae Freeman? Uh, yes, definitely. Okay. I mean, definitely. That's all I mean by it. You know what I mean? It's, yep. and, and, and again, if you, I bet if you approach somebody with how much people love this 2020 class, if you're like, hey, dude, give me Kenyon Drake, what do you want for him? And they're like, uh, I, that's my first question. Like, hey, what do you want for Drake? You know, like, uh, I'm, I'm just interested. I need to run him back. Um, and they're like, give me your 2021st. I'd be like, ah, oh, dude, you know how good that class is. Can I get like a 2023rd back and Drake? I could see somebody doing that too. Sure, and and that wouldn't that wouldn't deter anyone, right? No, I don't think so. Okay, 
So let's move on. All right. That's our Dolphins breakdown. That is half, it. Half hour in. Half an hour. All those damn commercials. God. Next, what are we going to do? The Buffalo Bills? Absolutely. Ooh, the Bills. The Bills. Now, I think there's a lot to like here uh, from a dynasty perspective with the Bills. You know, the quarterback, obviously, Josh Allen. You know, is he the greatest arm in the world? No, but like, we've, we've, we've given the Cam Newton comp many times. Right. No, he's got a, a rocket arm. It's just not the most accurate. Matt, where was Josh Allen last year, um, the last five weeks of the season for uh, fantasy production? I think he was. Amongst quarterbacks? Amongst quarterbacks or amongst everybody? Let's, let's start at quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, yeah. one, I believe. For the last five weeks, he was number one overall he, he fantasy number, quarterback? He was number one. Let's yeah. see. Let's see. Let's see how fast I can count the one. One. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not getting far down the All right. list. Though. All right. So, but, well, number one quarterback, whip, whippity doo da. Whippity doo where was he, like, overall, like, all fantasy players combined? Like, everybody in the NFL, like, all the players combined. Where was Josh Allen? This is going to be a short one as well. One. Holy shit kebabs. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's like, good. if I have a trophy, I want that trophy to say one. I'm number one. I'm number one. So, Josh Allen, and you gave him that comp coming out of college of Cam Newton. And people kind of yelled at you. People, people giggled at me. People made fun of me. And that's not nice. That's not nice. You know, because look at karma. And I took it, and that was fine, because I don't mind. You don't mind? You can yell at me if you'd like, and I'll just absorb it. That's almost like a haiku. Not really, but like, you gave it to me, and I took it. That is fine. I don't mind. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're so, like, philo- philo- philosophical. Nailed it. <laughs> I watch these big words that give me every time. <laughs> you're so philosophical. Yes, sir. Sarcophagus. Um, so me, I think Josh Allen now, so Cam Newton, Cam Newton finished consistently before starting getting hurt here is like top four fantasy quarterback year in year out. Has anybody ever gone on any show? I'm like, wow, Cam Newton's got a great arm. He's really accurate. Uh, he's just an all, he's, he's a really good pocket passer. No, they're very, I mean, no, no, no one would mistake him for a really accurate quarterback. He's got legs and he knows how to use exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. I bet those things are silky smooth. Hmm. Mm, Michael Phelps style. Nice. And, and for me, I like what they're doing here in Buffalo. A cold weather team. He with a with a team with no really set running back. You know, they have TJ Yeldon, they have Singletary, they have Frank Gore, they have LaShawn McCoy. We don't know. You might be their running back. I could six. be. Who knows? I, I mean, could be. Yeah. I mean, I'll. I mean, I'm not willing to try out because I can't take that pain. <laughs> one hit and I'm on the ground crying like a small child who just lost his candy or dropped a Sunday on the ground. I'm listening. Why? I'd be like, I'd be the quarterback. I'd be sliding early. Like, dude, you're the running back. You can't slide early. <laughs> you're not allowed like, to uh, do that, man. I think it's safe. I'm going to make the team coach. I don't think I got the guts. <laughs> like, you're a little bitch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. You're, Thank that's, you. That's why they pay you the big bucks because uh-huh. you're smart. So, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, do you, is this somebody that excite you? In dynasty, is this something that you want as your quarterback? Like you're in a startup draft, all these other quarterbacks are going. Are you sitting there in this approach, going, "Okay, I'm gonna try and get somebody safe. Maybe I know I can get like a, you know, a Drew Brees later, um, like a safer quarterback, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, and then I'm gonna attack Josh. Like is he is he on your plan of attack, Josh Allen? Because he's on mine. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's I think he's being undervalued. I think people generally see the completion percentage and they, they have a hard time looking past that. And, and I just think that's very short sighted. I think, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're here for the numbers, all of them. And, and the rushing attack is a big part of it for him. So it's, it's a great bonus week in and week out. I mean, you got a guy on week 17 score 
I know week 17 is past everyone's playoffs and everything. Not but, everyone's, but majority. But, but the majority, but he scored 45 points in our league. And that's like a, a five per, you know, five points per touchdown league. So it's <sighs> 45 points. And, that, and that's all like the extra rushing and stuff like that. So it's, he's somebody I'm definitely targeting. I'm, I've, I feel really good about him in the league that I do own him because it was one of those things where I've got Tom Brady and I just I keep like cycling through all these other guys trying to figure out who's going to be my my guy of the future and I got him and Josh Rosen and I feel pretty good about my future having both those guys on on, on my taxi squad at so this time. So let me let me ask you a question since I have my DeLorean here right now. Sure. We hop in this bad boy. We go back a little over 12 months ago. We're in a super flex league. You're on the clock. Obviously one one's Baker Mayfield. Clearly. At 1-2, in a super flex league, we're looking at Sam Darnold. We're looking at Josh Allen. We're looking at uh, Lamar Jackson, maybe. Uh, well, I, I had Josh Allen as my my tight, my tight quarterback, too, last year. Oh, you did? Through the process. Oh, so this isn't fun. So, so I was going to say, this isn't going to be – This isn't none of this would change. Oh, me. so this DeLorean doesn't do you any good. It does okay. not. So well, for good. you, me, <laughs> who, did, so who did not let, have him. Okay, ask me the question. All right, All so right. let's get uh, in our DeLorean. Go about 12 months into the... Is the in, flux capacitor working? It's working. Okay, I feel good about and, this. I feel safe. Do I need a seatbelt? We've got enough plutonium to get back also. Okay, which so is important. That's very important. I don't want to start in a Western. I have no idea where Lightning Bolt is going to strike. I might create either. some cool stuff. I'm, I'm going to invent Dynasty Fantasy Football. Nice. After I invent football. Football, of course. Yeah, of course. course. has to come yeah. first. Where are the pigs at? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so how are you feeling about him 12 months in the past right now? Well, first, I'm going to make out my first pick of Baker Mayfield. Like, not him himself, but the actual pick. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to make the pick. I'm going to cry. I'm gonna feel good about it. Kiss your kiss your computer. My my little notepad I write down. Sure. I mean, computers are sick, man. People type on those. That's gross. Um, (laughs) But number two, I am definitely taking Josh Allen. Yeah, you. I mean, you have super flex. Yeah, it's just too much upside. And then at three, I'm taking Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yeah. And then now I'm going position skilled position. Sure. Um, Which I think all makes sense, and 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 that's how that's how. uh, that's how I had him. I think at the end of last year, I might have actually had Rosen ahead of uh, of of Sam Darnold. Well, you're smarter than most guys, and that's why you do this podcast. <laughs> uh, so let's look at some other positions here on the depth chart. They have, you know, a tight end right now. We're looking at Dawson Knox. Everybody else is kind of hurt. They have Tyler Croft there, Lee Smith, Tommy Sweeney. Nobody great here. Dawson Knox is the guy to own here. We gave him a bump up in our rankings right. to up to like low end round two. Yeah, is a good viability if he's on the board at. at I think the, I, I had him. I had him around twenty or, or something, something like that. I think it's a good spot for him. Right around twenty is yeah. really good for the upside here. I think it fits the offense well. At receivers, we're looking at Cole Beasley, Zay Jones, John Brown. They have Andre Roberts, Robert Foster. I know you like Robert Foster still. This is kind of like a a mixed bag here as well because we don't know. They signed Cole Beasley, right? Right, and we'll figure he's in the slot, and they signed John Brown. And when they're paying John Brown, John Brown's going to start on the outside. And there's no way that Zay Jones doesn't start. So kind of Robert Foster by default now is no longer going to be starting. Well, I mean, I I think you were correct saying, you know, Zay Jones on the outside, Cole Beasley in the slot. The the Robert Foster and John Brown, I don't think is as a slam dunk as you you would think. Even what they're paying them? Yeah, I mean, I guess. guess For this year? For this year, perhaps. But I think they're. 
they're similar in the fact that Robert Foster, he gets downfield, man. That's, that's kind of his thing. And, and with a quarterback like Josh Allen with this big arm, you might be getting both those guys on the field at some point I and putting see- Zay Jones and, and, and perhaps Cole Beasley on the field. I think you can move Zay Jones to the slot. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, and then you put Foster and John Brown on the outside. I mean, no quarterback in the NFL threw more yards in the air last year than John uh, Josh Allen. Right. No receiver had more yards cat you know caught from the air than John Brown. And we got to remember John Brown before Lamar Jackson came in with Flacco, he was a serviceable wide receiver three. Had some wide receiver two weeks there as well. I think people poo-poo. I know they're in our rookie draft. You were poo-pooing all over John Brown, saying he's a third third. Well, you were trying to sell him for much too high, and a I third round pick. It was you were trying in the second round. Well, of course, I'm trying, Matt. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, you think I'm not going to try? So I'm not going to let you get a second round pick for John Brown. So yes, I poo-pooed it. Yeah, you were poo-pooing very bad. It's like yeah. you just spread the cheeks, and it was just like, oh, where's my coffee? Exactly. Uh, so I, they went from an offense last year that was like, okay, who's going to be the receiver? And Robert Foster was okay. Jay Jones was, you know nice to now having we're talking about four different guys here i think cole beasley's just a wipe away no thanks i want nothing to do with it uh i think the safety net in the middle will be more so uh a dawson knox and i would love i would love to see jay jones in the slot over cole beasley personally um so i mean so would i i think that that would fit nicely for him because i mean obviously zay jones is is a possession receiver he he's one of those guys that can just gobble up and move the chains and and, and all that kind of stuff he's not he's not the sudden type of guy that that Cole Beasley is getting open in, in in short areas but he's a he's a big guy that can just come down with with catch with passes all over the place so this is another one of these position group type of analysis that I that I that I kind of wanted to look at and so they're they're at like 73 percent as of last year in, into the three wides, and I think this year they're that that is going to be even higher. I think they're going to they're going to creep up pretty high, seventy five, seventy seven, to be almost one of the one of the the most the most three wide, which is hard to say because it's Buffalo. But if you look at their if you look at their roster, it's their best personnel group. They don't have more than one tight end. They're not going to be running that. They're running backs. I mean, it's not like it's not like you want to put a fullback on the field instead of having a guy like Zay Jones or Cole Beasley. So I think this is going to morph into one of those offenses where they they spread them out. They got three wides a lot, one tight end, one back, and that also that also creates running lanes just, for the just, for the quarterback. Yeah. So I I mean I really think that Buffalo is going to be one of these teams that's spreading them out quite a bit and has a lot of three wide sets going forward into this year. I like that. I mean, is Zay Jones who finished wide receiver forty seven last year number one receiver on this team? I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I think he is. He he came on last year too. His second year, remember, he was hurt his whole first year. He led the team with fifty six receptions, six hundred and fifty two yards, and seven touchdowns. And the last five games is when he caught five of those touchdowns. Now, granted, four of them were versus the Dolphins, but but that I mean that's a big surge. That's what you want to see in guys, especially early on in their career. You know, especially if they don't shine early, is you know you see those late season pushes, and and you you hope uh you know the hope is that they they really carry that over into the offseason and if you remember i mean i've touched on it a couple times he had a pretty bizarre offseason last year um so this is nice that he's having a nice quiet offseason he'll be able to transition and kind of take the stuff that happened at the end of the year and kind of roll it over into 2019 in my eyes agree and then what do you see at the running back position a lot of crap man so you have devin singletary you have mccoy gore 
and Yeldon, who they just signed Yeldon too. It's so it's such a murky thing to try to figure out at this point. I mean, you almost want to say, why the heck are they holding on to LaShawn McCoy? Why the heck did they, you know, sign Frank Gore unless they really just want a couple of guys that know how to block and know how to, you know, just operate and catch passes like little dump off passes from the quarterback. Yeldon does that well. I know. Singletary does that well. I know it's so it's so McCoy hard. does that well. It's so hard. It's so bizarre. Like, are they just, are they, do they, do they not believe in, in one of these guys blocking ability or something? Why do they have so many, like why LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore is just seems very redundant to me. So there's only one way to answer this question. Otherwise we're going to spend too much time on it. We're already 43 minutes in on two teams. Sure. I'm just going to bust out the balls. Yeah. Bust them out, man. All right. Here we go. So sweet, sweet succulent crystal balls. Tell us the running back you want to own in 2019 for the Buffalo Bills. <gasps> oh, TJ Yeldon. TJ Yeldon, nice. The balls have spoken. All right. So the, you're, you, what are the you thinking? The balls, the balls are thinking that Lashawn McCoy is going to get shifted out at, at some point. The balls literally just say TJ Yeldon. That's they're all. not even giving me. There's no backing up. They're playing. Right. They're, they're trying to be like a little sneaky balls here. Fast. Right? They're yeah. playing fast and loose yeah. over there, huh? They, that's how they operate. I yes, guess they're so. just ready to unload on any, at any time. Right. Jesus. Yes. A couple of rubs on the balls, and they're just ready to go. So. All it says here is TJ Yeldon. I don't have any. I wish I had some more specifics for you, but the balls say TJ Yeldon's a running back to own for Buffalo in 2019. All right. And listen, the balls, they know what they're talking about. They don't lie. So should we move on? Let's move on. Let's move on to the New York Jets. The Jets are a team, again, they've kind of revamped here a little bit. Uh, at running back, they bring in Le'Veon Bell. I don't think we have to say much about Le'Veon Bell. He's a fantastic talent. Yeah. We just have to worry about Adam Gase there i think that's it i mean the gase effect is a tr- it, it's something to actually worry about you know i mean is, is Le'Veon bell gonna piss him off and then it's it's all of a sudden Le'Veon bell's getting benched and, and elijah mcguire's in there here's the thing i said i'm glad you brought up they just resigned bill l powell too i think the biggest thing you got to worry about is where when bell played up until last year no running back in the nfl for the three previous years caught more footballs than Le'Veon bell it's what's made him a dynasty darling an absolute stud now he's great at running the ball too, but what's made him an absolute fantasy monster, the 1-1 one, one in redraft leagues, is his catching ability. Are we worried that Eli McGuire, who's still really young, somebody they drafted, going to come in here and actually hurt Bell in that passing game? Bell's going to be 28. You know, his carries, maybe they want to take it back. I know they're paying him a lot, so they're willing to run him in the ground too, but Elijah McGuire has really good hands. And the, and the, previ- the previous coaching staff absolutely loved Elijah McGuire as well. So it's, it's one of those things. Is Do we have enough information going, you know, in the short span that, that Adam Gase has been there to know whether or not he loves Elijah McGuire? I have no idea. And, and he's such an iffy and weird coach that – you know, the guy shows up. It could not even. It could be unrelated to football. You know what I mean? The guy could be showing up late or not paying enough attention in meetings, and he, he's automatically in the guy's doghouse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's he's a very hard coach. From a fantasy football standpoint, Adam Gase is a really annoying coach to have a, a part of your your fantasy teams. You know, running back here. Right, but know, but listen, they paid Bell. He's getting thirty million guaranteed. He's 
he's going to get his he's carries. Gonna, he's going to get his carries. He's going to be the focal point of that yeah, offense. absolutely. Darnold's going to grow with him here. He's going to be a safety net there. I just think some of the receptions, like I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not going to go back to Pittsburgh receptions because of Eli there. Because Pittsburgh never had another pass catching running back because they didn't need one. Well, Jets already have one. Sam Darnold, great long term play here at quarterback. Still really young. Finished his quarterback 26 last year. They bring in uh, Jameson Crowder for the slot. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. That's a nice little addition, absolutely. Robbie Anderson. Everybody loves Robbie Anderson going this year, and he could finish anywhere from wide receiver one to wide receiver three. Count me out on Robbie Anderson, by the way. For the simple fact, I think Robbie Anderson is a huge knucklehead, and I think Adam Gase doesn't put up with knuckleheads. I'm done. I'm good. I'm off. I'm off Robbie Anderson. I heard a, uh, a NFL GM rip a knucklehead. Today, oh yeah, uh-huh. I won't say any names. No names, please. It right? should be pretty obvious, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. I actually, heard them rip a knucklehead and pretty much call him a knucklehead. Oh. Uh, it was I laughed on the inside. Right, I agreed with them. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, a guy that I was previously off of, Quincy Anua. Like, I mean, I, I just wasn't sure how that guy was going to come back from the neck injury or anything. They resigned him to a four-year. They deal. resigned him. Good I, money too. I would rather have a guy like uh, Quincy Anua than Robbie Anderson. Yeah, big. Possession receiver, nice, real good skill set. Uh, he's somebody that, like in my best ball leagues, I swoop up. Every, he's free. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely free. free. And yeah. I think I'm with you. Like if you, on the upside, Robbie Anderson's the guy to own. But you're again, you're talking about that roller coaster we were talking about earlier. I mean, is that a fun ride you want to get on? I mean, it's fun when you're going down a hill real fast and like you're like everything like feels tingly because it's like floated inside your body. But I mean, when you get to the bottom, it's not cool. Yeah, and, and I get it. Robbie Anderson, this could be the year that he breaks out and becomes the household name, right? I mean, he has that kind of skill set. but I, He could also be Devontae Parker. He could be. I, I For me, I'm playing a save with Quincy Inunua. I agree. Now, the number one dynasty asset I want to own on here, surprisingly, isn't any of the receivers, actually. Of course, Le'Veon Bell falls in that category, but he's a 20-year-old running back. 28, yep. Yeah, we're... Where are you taking a twenty-eight-year-old running back in dynasty startups? Like I'm just like I know he's good, but I'll never. Where like Bell goes in dynasty startups, I'm never taking that ever. Literally zero percent. Like in the late, yeah, I totally understand. In that. a third That's, round, a twenty-eight-year-old yeah. running back, right. no spank you. I don't care how good he is. This is dynasty. All right, I'm I'm protecting my team with those first three picks. I love Chris Herndon. Yeah, absolutely. what he did last year. I mean, coming in, I think he finished as tight end number fifteen. Pretty impressive with those numbers, too. I know that's not tight end one, but for the first year out the gates, that's nice. And already in training camp, they've been talking him up pretty well. I saw him make some today, just today alone. I saw him make a sweet-ass one-handed catch right over the middle of the field. I'm like, this that's my tight end. That is my tight end as well. I've got him in a few leagues. Um but yeah, he 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 flashed enough for me last year that that I also I also am pretty high and I'm going into this year. That is, he's probably the one guy that I would like as well uh, on the Jets. I mean, just from a just from a surefire, he feels the most surefire out of these guys. Yeah, he's my tight like he's a guy that I'm targeting as my tight end too in a dynasty startup draft. Like I'm buying Chris Herndon shares wherever I can get. Right, him. and I mean you have to know that he's probably going to have some sort of suspension for that DWI that he had last year at the beginning of the year. So, you know, I think I think a lot of the speculation is that it'll be the first two games of the year. But still he he still has even missing two games, he probably still has a pretty good shot to get into those low end you know, tight end one, high end, tight end two type of numbers. He has a shot to be Sam Darnold, you know, with Sam Darnold there. I'm I'm not I like Sam Chris Herndon long term and I still I'm little I don't really think he helps you too much this year. I think um 
we're going to see a little bit more depth this year at the tight end position we've seen over the last couple of years. You know, barring people are healthy. Because remember, a lot of tight ends got hurt last year as well. Yeah, you're right. So You're right. Yeah. I think it's going to push him down. He probably will be down in the middle of the, the tight end twos. Yeah. Now that I think about it. And that, that doesn't worry me long term, but long term, I, I love him. Mm-hmm. You know, 2019, I think he actually could stay right where he finished last year with better numbers, though, the, the mind you. Sure, like, sure. Better statistics. Because the people but, ahead of him were going to be Yeah, yep. like definitely some people like, you know, like Jordan Reed can stay healthy. Tyler Eifert, if they can stay healthy. Those are guys that nobody are counting on whatsoever, but they're healthy, they're going to produce. I'm still not counting on those guys. <laughs> no, I, I get why, but, you know, remember, Jordan Reed was tight end eight last year before he got hurt. But they're definitely, I mean, there's definitely guys like Hunter Henry and stuff that missed, like, the entire year, basically. Coming back, and he's, sure. he's locked in to be a tight end mm-hmm. one. Um, I can see I can see both Philadelphia tight ends finish as tight end ones. I was gonna I was gonna mention Dallas Goddard. Yeah, that's yeah. two of them. So that's how I feel about that. Let's move on to the Patriots, the most selfish team in all of football. All they want to do is just gather up a bunch of trophies. Yeah, rings. look at me. Look at I mean, what I mean, how, look at Tom Brady's like he's, he's advertising for like wedding commercials. Like, oh, look at these rings. Look at me. Hey, <laughs> and like, okay, Tom, we get it. You're old, and you got you're really good at winning Super Bowls. What about the rest of us, Browns fans? We want to win one. We just want to go to one, right? We can't go to one if you're going to be going to one. I mean, come on. Take a step back. Stop being so selfish, Tom. Go, go work out or something. Go look younger. Go marry a supermodel. He does look younger, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, go kiss your dad on the lips. It's so weird. I agree. Um, so Patriots from a dynasty perspective, Matt, they bring in Nikhil Harry, our number one receiver. Well, my number one receiver. Uh, going to, but now he moved up to your number one. He was he was my no, yeah. After the landing spot post draft, he was my number one. And we can argue like that's as a receiver right out the gate. I know Julian Edelman's there, but Nikhil Harry could be their best option in the passing game right out the gate. I think that's a hard argument to make. Actually, okay, I mean, well, I mean, guess it is. I mean, I think from a from a purely talent standpoint, you, you can argue that. But from a from a fantasy standpoint, you yeah, you're in, right. In year one, he's going to just automatically overtake Julian Edelman. You know, I'm just glad you're here to talk some sense into me. That's all. Right. all. <laughs> but I mean, Julian Edelman just signs his contract extension. I think Julian Edelman. I mean, I like to kill Harry. I think. They need a bigger target out there, and I think he's a, he's the guy to go to. I think the point that you that you didn't touch on is is, is the fact that oh Philip Dorsett, that's well, who you no. want to talk about. That's, that's the best option. No, with right. with Gronkowski gone and and no real tight end to fill that void. I mean, they don't have like a a, a pass catching tight end that of any note. You know, they're going to have to. They want a guy that they can run down a seam or run down the field and kind of just throw the ball up to. And and Nikhil Harry is not. You know, a tight end, but he was one of the bigger wide receivers in this draft at, you know, 6'3", 228 pounds. And from a matchup standpoint, he's not going to be running with safeties for the most part. He's going to be running with guys that are smaller than him. So that's it's still an advantage. You know, what I mean? he's still he's still a size advantage over the guy that's covering him. And I think that's how Bill Belichick is going to look at it from from a coaching standpoint and just it's going to be, hey, how do we get this guy on the smallest cornerback possible? And and get the matchup that we want, and we're just going to throw him the damn ball, and, I, and he's going to dominate. And, and it's going to be similar to the way that Gronkowski was, you know, dominating the smaller and slower, you know, the slower linebackers or the smaller safeties. Yeah, I think Nikhil Harry is going to get be one of those guys going into the tw- like people are doing startups in twenty twenty is going to see a very massive ADP jump because. His production from 2019 is going to give him that bump. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's going to be the overall best player for sure. I like him. He's my number one receiver. But we're going to see. I mean, I think Nikhil Harry could get close to a thousand receiving yards this year. 
as a rookie. I do. I mean, I think there's a lot of yards to be had for sure in that offense. Because you're right, man. Because who else are they throwing the damn ball to? Phillips or Sets? Okay. I mean, I like Edelman too. I mean, let's face the facts. Edelman last week when he missed the games, he came in from week five to seventeen. He was wide receiver nine overall. Yeah. So I mean, I think he's locked in as a wide receiver one for another year or so. But um, but he's gonna Nikhil Harry is gonna be a very intriguing target for Tom Brady and and Tom's Tom knows how to. He knows how to dissect a defense, you know, pre-snap and say, "Hey, this is good. this is going to be the guy that's open." And if it's Nikhil Harry, I don't. It's not like Tom Brady's afraid to throw a ball in there. You know what I mean? So it, I think it's going to suit uh, Nikhil Harry's skill set really nicely, being matched up with with a quarterback like Tom Brady, who's so smart and isn't afraid to throw a ball. So let's talk about with Gronk being gone right here. Ben Watson, you know, the druggy Ben Watson. (laughs) Come on. It was PEDs, and it was when he was out of the league. Well, some people get hooked on phonics. Some people get hooked on HGH, okay? (laughs) So he's missing the four games, which really gives somebody a really good opportunity here. Now, we talked about weapons and who the ball is going to. We're going to get to the running game here soon because this is where we're going to be going with it. But Matt Mm Lacoste, he leaves Denver. He goes to New England. He's only 26 years old. He's a pup. He's six sure. foot six, two hundred and fifty pounds, and he showed a little something there in Denver for just like a couple of weeks. I was gonna say he was. It was a very limited showcasing. We'll put it that way. Very limited indeed. But so was their limited quarterback. Yep. As well, and it was a limited offense. And Belichick's really keen at making these guys produce because of the scheme. If we're gonna sit here and say we have a rookie receiver. We have Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett. It's like somebody else is going to have to catch the football in their system that now, granted, they can change their system easily here, but Josh McDaniels is still there. I think Matt Lacoste is a real sneaky play this year in fantasy football. Again, for the price tag, I mean, you're not giving up anything for Matt Lacoste as it is. Like, if you're telling me you're going to get New England tight end numbers from a guy that's free. Not free, but extremely cheap. Well, what would you pay for? What was what's the top end you'd pay for the cost right now? If if, some, I, if if somebody swooped them up before you, they beat you to the waiver wire, and and you were you were struggling at tight end, and you just needed a guy that would get you through a few weeks. Kind of say say your type your top tight end, you know, got suspended for for two games. You were rolling with Chris Herndon for some odd ungodly reason. Yeah, that's. I would give up three one. You would you would give up the first pick in the third round of yeah. two thousand and nineteen in twenty nine. Like that's what I, I'd hope that would get it done, and I think it would. I'd feel really comfortable getting it. Like even, right, even with this this pretty deep tight end class, where you could get a, a Josh Oliver or something. There yeah, in only the third because round. you're talking about again, you're talking about winning now, right? Mm-hmm. Like who's yeah. gonna help me now? Yeah, like absolutely. And again, so you were talking about people that like I couldn't get Jared Cook for you know even though he's older. Say like the market was dry, I couldn't get anybody. Right. Why? Yeah, if I'm trying to win now for three one, yeah. Do I like Josh Oliver long term more? Do I like Jay Sternberger and Dawson Knox more? Yeah, but none of those guys are gonna help me right away. If I got to gamble on somebody to help me right away for the cheapest guy I can get, it'd be a Matt Lacoste. And now you might be able to get Matt Lacoste for actually cheaper than him, I was thinking too. you could. Yeah, but I think that's the, I think that's the most I would go because at the end of the second you can get guys like Deontay Johnson who's already. There's already some reports coming out today that he's looked good right. in camp. You can get a Hakeem Butler that late, um, a Kelvin Harmon that late. But if I'm desperate, I have no problem gambling on a guy like Matt Lacoste. I, 
I'm hoping it's more of a late third at that. Or I think he's more of not like a draft pick kind of guy. I think he's more of a player swap. Kind sure. Of guy. And that's, I mean, that's hard to do on a like, podcast. Just we just mentioned out. earlier about Buffalo. I'm way like if say I have a guy on my roster, like a LaShawn McCoy, right? That I have no confidence or I just want to get up. You're telling me like a guy like that, a guy who has name value that doesn't fuck even Kenny Stills. You know what I mean? Like, some along those, like somebody likes the name of Kenny Stills, like, hey, I'll give you Kenny Stills. You need a receiver for Matt Lacoste. Okay. I, I, w- I would do it for Kenny Stills in a heartbeat just because I just I don't have any confidence you, in Kenny Stills. But you, I, I feel like I would I would need more in return for like a LaShawn McCoy. Okay. Uh, I'm talking, again, this is a, we're talking des- the scenario here is I'm desperate, right? Correct. Correct. I mean, have you ever seen me single at a bar desperate? Back in the day, yes, I have. Nope. See, now you're just lying because I've never been that desperate. <laughs> but I'm just saying if I was, you know. If you <laughs> – Sorry, I'm not as handsome as you are. I never had those problems, <laughs> Mr. Handsome Face. Uh, I, I don't know. It, only because, I, and you're right, I'm probably overplaying my hand here because he's probably even way cheaper than we're even talking about. I think he is. Uh, that's why I ask because I, 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 like, I feel like he can be had for like a fourth or fifth round pick. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like he's in that range because there's so much unknown. But nobody's even talking about this guy. That's why I think you can get him cheaper. I mean, this is this is a guy like we were talking about like these tight ends in this draft class. Like, ooh, which one can go to New England, right? Which right. one can go to New England? New England doesn't go out and draft a single damn tight end. Now one. Now out of all these tight ends we're talking about, even a Kahali Warren, a Josh Oliver, some of these developmental guys, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a Foster Moreau, even uh, a Dawson Knox. They don't draft any. Of, they have a bunch of late round picks. They don't draft any of these guys, Matt a team desperate for weapons. If they drafted any of these tight ends, they're all going in the second round, right? If Dawson Knox went to New England, he's probably going to freaking mid to high second round. You know what I mean? That's where that's where he's going. But here we are, a 26-year-old that's been in the NFL. They're going to be their starting tight end in New England on a team with no weapons, and nobody's talking about him, and nobody wants him. It's it's because it's just it's just so unknown and nobody it none of the guys are high profile and enough that it that it tickles anybody's pickle. Dude, it's like it's like you're literally you're dying of thirst and there's an orange in front of you and you're saying I'm not hungry I'm thirsty <laughs> I gotta drink something. It's you know what I mean. It's just like what do I do? and you're sitting there like what do I do? Squeeze the damn orange, my friend. Squeeze the damn orange and maybe the thing is dried out from the sun and all you get is some seeds and some pulp. But maybe that liquid sweet juice pours right out, and that juice is Matt Lacoste. Ooh. Okay? Juicy. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. Give it to me really good, Matt Lacoste. All right. I, I think it's a great, for the price tag, why wouldn't you go out there and gamble on that? You could surprise some people. And again, for the price tag, if it doesn't work out, what are you, what, what are you crying over? Nothing. You didn't give up anything. There's got to be some player on your team you can get give up Matt Lacoste for there's got to be yeah no I I agree if you're going player and you wouldn't have to give up a high profile just 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 somebody with a little bit of a name or or somebody that flashed a couple weeks because that's all he did really I know and now I'm going to let him go flash New England where I want him to flash and since this podcast isn't coming out for a couple days I'm gonna go in I have a long ride on vacation yes driving to Outer Banks absolutely 13 hours you're driving next to me yep love walkie talkies yep when I'm not behind the wheel I'm gonna send an offer out every single league I'm in for Matt Lacoste. Do you have Matt Lacoste in your I don't. Oh, you won't see any emails from me. Oh, wait. I think I... No, I do actually in Smash Mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. See? Here <laughs> they come. You said you'll take them for a fourth? <laughs> That's me shooting you with an imaginary gun. I, I see. I have a lot of tight end depth, too. Yeah, like, see? Fourth round pick coming your way. Ooh. 2019 coming your way. You're going to jump on it, right? Possibly. We'll see. You just said you would. Well, 
You're a you're a bold faced liar. I definitely will for a third. Because <laughs> you just said you would go that high. Oh no! Oh, cursed by my own podcast. <laughs> Suffering succotash. All right. Well, that's it for this show. We only got three more of these to do that. We didn't talk at all about the running backs. Oh wait, let's stop. That's not it. That's, <laughs> that's, not, not, it. that's not it. All right, this team's gonna be run first. Um, James White obviously is a fantastic pass catcher running back. Finished as a running back one last year. Mm-hmm. Only time he's finished as a running back one. And th- he, again, is going to be a nice weapon in this offense. That He's going to be very viable again this year. Everybody's afraid of Sony Michelle. I think Sony Michelle is really suffering the effects of Todd Gurley, where everybody's just killing Todd Gurley because his knee's going to fall off. And now the news that he had a knee scope uh, before the season. Okay. Well, I, I think that was I. I mean, honestly, anyone that watched or watched Sony Michelle's rookie year closely knew that he was having issues with his knee throughout the year. He was having swelling and stuff like that. So it doesn't surprise me at all that he had a, a cleanup procedure in the offseason. Those are minor. It literally doesn't cause any side effect. It's it is very minor. Um, I'm not a doctor, but that's what they tell me anyway. Um, but what I'm worried about is that they went out and drafted Damian Harris in the third round, which. I mean, if if you go back in like in anybody's timeline here, Bill, Bill Belichick, like that's that's a pretty high draft pick that he's using. I know obviously Sony Michelle was a first round draft pick, but a third round pick is nothing to like you know turn your back on. That that's that's a that's a significant draft compensation. I think we saw how good Sony Michelle was in the playoffs. Yeah. That that's a Sony that I drafted. I had my number one running back. Right. I think they did that because they know Sony's knee had some issues at the end. I think they know everything we were just talking about, how they don't have a lot of weapons on offense, and this is going to completely convert to another, you know, run first football team. If you're going to do that and you have no depth, obviously, you know, they invested in Rex Burkhead. He wasn't answering anybody's problems. Right. So I think Damon Harris, who's a nice, solid player, we watched his tape. He's mm-hmm. a nice, solid running back, right? Who, where if, if he's a starter in there, he could be, he could do what LeGarrette Blunt did there, where a very viable fantasy option who's not. An, an uh, overly talented running back or overly athletic running back, but would produce at a high level for fantasy football in that offense. To me, the first round investment, the talent wise of Sony Michelle, his knee scope to me means nothing. I'm using that knee scope to buy Sony Michelle for low. Yes. Is Damian Harris, uh, somewhat of a worry, you know, uh, that's why Daryl Henderson's getting blown up a little bit here too, because of Tiger Lee's knee. Everybody, everybody's just pushing these guys into right. starter territory. They're too young for me. Yeah, no, I, I, arthritis I, I, is a long-term I, effect for me. A knee scope for me is just to clean up. Tons of running back gets get them. They absolutely do. What Sony did in the playoffs to me and helped the New England Patriots win a Super Bowl, Bill Belichick saw that as well. I think Damian Harris is – I think they're going to run the ball so much. They got they, they, they want to protect Sony too. They're gonna, he's going he's gonna to get his carries too, but I also think they're going to run the football more, period. And I think that's what it is. I still love me some Sony Michelle. So so do I. My love, I think, was dialed back just like a notch. Do you know what I mean uh-huh. with the Damian Harris? Because there's just there's just a little bit too much familiarity between Bill Belichick and, and Nick Saban. Do you think that maybe Bill Belichick got a a, a really good read on, on what kind of player Damian Harris is from no, his for sure. from his good friend Nick Saban? He got a good scouting report, hands on how he is day in and day out in practice and stuff like that. So I don't I. You know, some teams use a third, fourth round pick on a running back, and it, and it doesn't work out, and it and it kind of 
it got it gets shunted to the side and and no big deal. But I I feel like this is one of those picks where he's going to have some sort of role because Bill Belichick's going to have gotten a, a really clear scouting report from his friend Nick Saban on how to use this guy, and Bill Belichick is going to implement that. I'm okay with that, but I'm not I'm not saying it's a big enough role to really deter from Sonny Michelle being a running back, uh, low end running back one this year, which I think he will be a running back one this year, low end. Uh, I think he will get his carries, but just like any other. Number two running back gets their carries. Eight, nine a game, maybe at most. Right about there. Nothing to really yeah. like ho hum about. I think Damian Harris again lowers the price of Sony Michelle. The only thing that kind of dials me back a little bit on Sony actually is the usage of him in a passing game, which I thought he would do well in in New England. He wasn't really utilized there. As long as James White is on an offense, I don't think he will. I still think it's a role that he could play and transition to more so in 2020 than 2019. I am still a fan. I am binding Sony Michelle all over the place. I think he's improved me right in 2019 as well. And I'm predicting Sony Michelle finishes as a low end running back one, uh, possibly even high end running back one, simply on touchdown numbers. Remember where LeGarrette Blunt was scoring those double digit touchdowns? Yep. I think that's where the only thing that would worry me is if Damian Harris gets into that role, which, which Bill Belichick has been known to do. Yeah, absolutely. And Damian Harris becomes viable because he gets. Nine to eleven touchdowns, right. and then he's the touchdown guy. You know, Sony Michelle's yeah. the between the twenties. The guy, only worry I have, and, and and James White is the pass catching guy, which is just kind of of a mess as far as fantasy. Value. I agree that if it, if it works out that way, you're right. Then James White's the back they own there. Yep. Uh, but if it if it doesn't, which is what I'm gambling on, because again, they invested a first round. You, we mentioned you, you're sitting here saying, Matt. You're, the same point I can make counter to you is like, dude, he invested a third round pick in Damon Harris. This is a lot. He invested a first-round pick in Sony Michelle, which says uh, says a whole lot in my eyes. To me, that tells me they wanted to run the ball. They wanted to get a good guy that could do everything. And then last year, they saw him for a full year, and then went ahead and drafted a guy in the third round. So yeah. th- to to me, that it doesn't speak well. I, I I mean, I love Sony as well, but it's it, not like it's not like they didn't know about his knee going in drafting him. They they could have thought, hey, this guy's going to get better, and then all of a sudden the, the swelling, all the in season stuff happened, and then and then the off season comes, he's getting a surgery, and then they draft a guy in the third round. So it's one of those things where if it swells again, yeah, there's okay. just there's just a little bit too much smoke to, for there to be no absolutely no fire. Gotcha. In my eyes. All right. Well, I agree. Kind of, not really. We, we agree to disagree on that one. Yeah, that's what that's what I was looking for. All right, let's wrap this one up. Can we wrap it up now? Yeah, we can definitely wrap All it up. All right, so that's the AFC East preview. We didn't talk about the quarterbacks, but Tom Brady's the only one there. So There's literally nothing else to talk about. Exactly. If you're in a super flex, Jared Stidham's a, a, a nice dart on the wall, but they'll probably draft a guy. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that's it for this show. On the Nerd Herd episode, we're about to jump into the AFC, the NFC East, yep. which is some good teams. The Cardinals and, I mean, uh, the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Different bird. Yeah, well, the birds. I'm just talking about the, give you the bird. Uh, so if you're if you don't if you're not a member of the Nerd Herd, make sure you sign up for the Nerd Herd. Just click on dinosaurnerd.com. It literally costs you the pr- less than a price of a cup of coffee a month. Uh, if you just imagine wherever you're at, right? You, you all of a sudden you're driving on vacation and you're driving in the car for 13 hours. You want to be entertained. I listen to tons of podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of the hardcore history on the way to the Outer Banks and some Joe Rogan and. You know, you love our podcast. What if you can get two episodes a week? And all you have to do is buy, buy a Just cup of a coffee. Just a quick cup of coffee at the rest stop. And, and listen, my cup of coffee has gone, so I need a refresher. Absolutely. Uh, so please join the Nerd Herd. We have some awesome tools coming there to help you become a better Dynasty player. Debbie, 
anything you could think of, we have it. The mock draft tool is coming out. It should be out this week. The new uh, buy sell tool, and then now we're going to actually start building a new tool that we think is going to be really awesome. Really, awesome. hopefully to have it by the end of August. Hopefully, cross your fingers. Jump on that train now. Hop along. In the meantime, if you want dog dynasty fantasy football while I'm on vacation, I'll be checking my phone. Uh, hit me up. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Man. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. And uh, check out DynastyNerds.com. Every single day, we have a lot of awesome articles on there, which are all free. And uh, also join our Facebook group page as well, because that has that, over 5,000 people on there. That thing is booming. That thing yeah. took off lately. Dude, that Facebook page is better than any forum you will ever see. Yep. I promise you that. If you have not checked out our Dynasty Facebook group, I mean, you put a poll on there, and you get 100 votes on it, like, immediately. The Facebook, you put a question on there, 60 people reply. Yep. It's amazing. It's a very it's, good, the, it's a useful tool. The it say really it's is. active is ridiculous. And then, of course, you want to support the podcast for free, you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. It's a good way to help the podcast stay on top of the iTunes charts at number one. We're about 843, I think, the last time I checked. So help us get to 900, shall you? Leave us a rating and review. We love you guys. We'll be back. Uh, for the nerd members, right after this, and to the rest of you guys, quit being so cheap. Buy me a coffee. Join the nerd herd, uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye bye.